0: And now... Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts.
1: I'm Ann Elder. Today,
0: Ann, we need to review a very interesting and surprisingly good film Uh called The Mechanic.
1: When you said surprising, that says it exactly, because I went to this movie kind of, you know, kicking and scuffing all the way to the front line, and when I got into the theater, I was shockingly surprised.
0: (laughs) Me too. This stars Jason Statham and Ben Foster, and these two men are reprising the roles in the original version of The Mechanic from 1972, starring Charles Bronson and Jan Michael Vincent. Interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. Louis John Carlino, who wrote the screenplay for this film, also wrote the 1972 version. So he's been around for 40 years and he's still good.
1: He must have been a kid when he wrote the first one. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That's great to know that a screenwriter is still kicking around. I like to hear that. Sure.
0: It's also directed by Simon West and I looked him up. He's done some films that I like, Con Air. I love that movie. And of course, Lara Croft Tomb Raider.
1: He knows his way around an action flick, and that's what this is.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. This is a story about a very, very, very highly paid assassin, Jason Statham. He plays Arthur Bishop, and his job is to eliminate people and (laughs) to do it in such a way that it looks like an accident or something else. It doesn't look like anyone has actually been murdered. His partner and best friend, Harry McKenna, is Donald Sutherland.
1: Actually, his mentor, I think, too. That's right. Sure,
0: sure. And then the man who pays him, Dean, played by Tony Goldwyn, by the way, says that his next job is to eliminate Harry McKenna, the Donald Sutherland character which is very, very hard for Arthur Bishop to do, but he does so. Well, he's and a
1: true professional.
0: Absolutely. And
1: also they point out some mysterious reasons, I would say, why this murder has to be committed. And that sort of gives him an M.O. to complete the task. It's not a pleasant moment on the screen, but it's in keeping with the concept of the movie, The Mechanic.
0: It was not a pleasant moment. And by the way, Donald Sutherland He disappears fairly early, but he's awfully good in this. He sure is. His son, Steve McKenna, is Ben Foster. Mm -hmm. Ben Foster is a punk. He's very, very agitated and a very violent guy.
1: Well, he's a nutso villain.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Which is
1: the kind of character he plays so well.
0: That's right. If you remember him in 310 to Yuma.
1: I do. He played Charlie Prince.
0: That's right.
1: And he was that kind of a guy.
0: Sure, sure. And finally, he asks... Arthur Bishop, can you teach me to do what you do?
1: Well, I think we have to point out that the character of Steve wants to exact revenge upon the person who killed his father. Of course. But, of course, he doesn't know that it was Bishop, and he will never find out that it's Bishop unless by accident he finds out. So Bishop is somewhat guilty over the fact that he took out his old pal. So, therefore, when the kid asks him if he would help him get started in the assassin business, which sounds kind of sick, but actually it works in the movie— he thinks about it, he says no at first, and then a little bit later he relents for all the reasons that I've stated. He's guilty, and he thinks he ought to give this kid at least a good job somehow, somewhere.
0: That's right, and that's what makes this film so interesting is the relationship between these two guys, a more mature guy, Arthur Bishop, played so brilliantly by Jason Statham. This guy is so cool.
1: Yes, I agree. And before we get off the subject of these two guys and the fact that they are in the business of assassinating other human beings, I think we have to say that the way the screenplay is constructed, Les, yeah. is that both of these characters are totally unsympathetic. I don't want the audience out there to think that we're all of a sudden loving paid killer were not. However, the story is so clever and the way that they eliminate their enemies is so conniving and it has such imagination about it that you are very much drawn into the story. I think it's also a credit to the screenwriter that the way that this story is constructed allows us to get behind the assassins and understand why they're committing these murders. These guys are the vermin of the world.
0: Of course. And
1: in other movies that have this kind of a concept and theme, we don't always see that. But in this movie, The Mechanic, we really know how really lousy... (laughs) (laughs) These guys are, and when they're taken out, we don't shed any tears over it.
0: My only problem with this film, Anne, and I really, really loved it for the first probably three quarters until I realized that the violence is so over the top in this film. Uh It is so relentless that I thought, give me 10 minutes where there's not a lot of violence.
1: Well, you know that I loved this film, and I think I surprised you when I called up and told you how much I appreciated this kind of movie making because usually I don't like this kind of a movie. And I liked it because it was a no frills, no nonsense action thriller. And I thought that the direction was really efficient and neat. I thought that the stunts were interesting. And I didn't think that it was repetitious so much. And again, I think that because I didn't like the villains in the piece, and of course everyone's a villain, but I mean I'm talking about the villains that are wiped out. Right. I really did not find that the violence was so difficult to take. Now there are plenty of ways you can avoid seeing all that violence. You can simply close your eyes. <laughs> you can look at the floor. You can look at the ceiling. You can dive into your popcorn. You can go get more popcorn. And a couple of times I looked away from the screen. But, you know, so what? The rest of the movie I thought was so much fun. And I really mean this is a roller coaster kind of film. Oh, yeah. You don't take it seriously. And by the way, the dialogue is really excellent pulp fiction kind of writing. And I love the fact that these guys were saying such hard-boiled kind of (laughs) dialogue. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I love the line that one of the operatives says in the movie when he's talking to Bishop. He says, I'm going to put such a high price on you. When you see your head in the mirror, you'll want to shoot it. You know, anytime I can hear that kind of a line in a film, I know that it's good stuff. And I think that this movie has all of that. It's great action, wonderful stunts, and it has as these two superb actors and I mean they're really great I always thought Ben Foster was good but I have new respect for Jason Statham I think he is this generation Steve McQueen he's tight-lipped he's intense he's wiry he's just exactly like the old Steve McQueen was doing similar kind of movies back in the 50s and 60s
0: the other thing about him is that just when he appears on screen there is something so magnetic about him that- Or something that says, Look at me now, who I was reminded of was Robert Mitchum that same kind of
1: uh-huh. hugeness. I mean, he's
0: not that big a man, but he's huge on the screen. You're
1: talking about his charisma Absolutely. and the fact that he connects with the audience. Right. I also want to say that Jason has a magnificent voice. So often action heroes have you know, ordinary voices and so on. This guy is from England, and so he speaks the language. He has a certain twist to the dialogue, and he has a whiskey-ish kind of tone. He's really comfortable compelling, not only physically, but listening to him. And that's an unbeatable combination.
0: I do want to mention, I think, the most brutal fight of all in this film between Ben Foster and one of his intended victims.
1: His assignment.
0: His assignment. <laughs> right. That battle goes on for quite some time. And even though I did not like The extreme violence, I was on the edge of my seat. This is a terrific film. There
1: are twists and turns in the plot. And again, the villains deserve what they get in the movie. Right. Maybe they didn't have to go through so much of the violence, but in the long run, these are bad guys and they get their comeuppance. Also, I think that the character of Steve is a fascinating one and the relationship between the two guys is really compelling. We have to remember that the character that Jason plays is a no frills kind of assassin and he doesn't want any relationships with any other human being otherwise that clutters up his life that's right now he suddenly takes this kid in as the apprentice and he's going to teach him the assassin business and he begins to get somewhat involved in this kid's life and that creates problems that complete the plot line and add a nice, complex turn to the overall storyline. So for me, the mechanic gets a solid green light.
0: I have to agree with you completely on this one, Anne. Okay. I'm giving it a green light also. And what I especially loved about it, in the original film, there was a twist at the end that surprises everybody. In this one, there's a double twist. (laughs) Right. And I watched it and I thought, oh my goodness, I really had a good time. So, two green lights for the mechanic. Oh boy, I hope we see something nearly as good as this next time, because we always go to the movies and we always have something to say about them, good or bad. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Anne Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you're going to have as fun a time as we did at the movies.